0: podcast have eyes because the hills have eyes that was a really, oh. bad, really cheesy intro welcome back <laughs> uh, i'm your host Curtis. with me as always steven taylor how are you two doing
1: you know i'm just recovering from that intro <laughs> just living in basking in it the just kind of yeah just uh, fun, feeling it
0: fun fact the, the dog's gonna take out this podcast halfway
1: beast cast
2: no. oh yes i will say that one of the things i did like about this movie was that both of the dogs were beauty and beast i thought that was mm-hmm. kind of cute at yeah.
0: least you know someone named their dogs in a relatively intelligent matter in this movie
1: yeah <laughs> i think it's the most intelligent thing about this movie i mean yeah. not to tip my hat um too early but uh yeah, I, it's it's honestly the better part of this movie is because everything else is a little um off. I'll say
2: meh, it's kind of meh. Oh, yeah,
1: I, I I love D Wallace though.
2: Yeah,
1: I love I love myself for some D Wallace, even if she goes out in the just the most just kind of I I don't know throwaway way possible.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: eating two gunshots
0: hmm um yeah I don't This. I don't hate this movie I don't love it either but mm-hmm.
1: um I, don't I know. understand it's reverence I will say
0: yeah like also it's kind of interesting too because this movie kind of comes at the heels of the last house on the left
2: hmm
1: I was
0: mm-hmm. reading a very interesting thing about how there was gonna be like a title crawl on this about how Wes Craven got got like put in a mental asylum and killed the nurse there, and then he got out. This is the first movie he made after that, and I just find that very meta aspect of this very entertaining, even mm-hmm. if the movie itself it's not perfect.
1: So no, it's it's it really has pacing issues, um, mm-hmm. logic issues. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird stuff to this movie. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. Let's... Uh, what is The Hills Have Eyes even about? Well, Wes Craven's cult classic about cannibalistic mountain folk including the Carter family who are on the trail of stranded vacationers in the arid southwest California desert. So... Yeah. Definitely definitely you gotta get your gotta get your, your craving on. Um, Yeah, this is like a 70s exploitation movie, which I think has some merit, but also doesn't at the same time, too. Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like... Some... I, I kind of like the, 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 the sleaziness of a good 70s exploitation horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like the dirtiness and the grindiness of it. It's, like, it's something...
2: Mm. Yeah, this movie is definitely grimy. I also loved just how 70s some of the music was. Um, there was a scene in particular that was closer to the end where like one of the characters was kind of running up the side of a hill. And I don't know, just the music that played was so 70s and it really kind of brought me back into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, w- one of my... I, th- I think I was really kind of ruined by the remake, though, because... Um, I hadn't seen the original *Hills Have Eyes* before I watched the remake, which, uh, the 2006 movie. Um, and the 2006 movie is like, like disturbing and so much scarier <laughs> than than the original 70s *The Hills Have Eyes*. And I think that kind of ruined my enjoyment of this one, if I'm being honest. Like, I I almost couldn't separate the two, um, which I was kind of always comparing and being like, Meh. Like, like the the this bad guys in the 70s. Movie just don't feel as menacing or as threatening, I guess. Even though like shit's happening all over the place, and if you were actually in the uh, same scenario as the main characters, you'd you'd be scared out of your fucking mind. But for some reason, they just didn't hit the same. And I I worry that that might have ruined my experience for this one. But oh well, what what can you do?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I saw this originally at some point in the nineties. Uh, Probably through uh, the Wes Craven crawl through all of his movies. And so the remake came for me later. Um, Mm. But um, I might as well get it out of the way. I think Wes Craven's original lays a great template to make a great film. Mm. And that's what Aya did because that film's awesome. Yeah. Uh, It's such a good film. And it's such a, in so many points, such a bright like like overexposed desert film done better mm-hmm. um and i have a soft spot for uh, the hills have eyes too as well because there is some incredible gore in that film that i absolutely love but um yeah i it, it's one of those rare things where I, I believe the remake is is much much better than the original mhm
0: yeah i do i do like the remake um there's something about the remake that I think just modernizes this movie. Like certain movies definitely need a remake, and I think this movie definitely
1: needs a mm-hmm. um, Yeah. And it makes scenes better. Um like the when they invade the trailer. That scene's done so much better in Hills have Eyes in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it has like it's creepy still, but the presentation of it is—it kind of takes the the suspense and the horror out of it. mm Hmm. Um. Yeah.
0: I like. I do like the little the charm of this movie, even if like it's. I it is definitely rough around the edges, but I think what I kind of enjoy out of it is that it's definitely a, a snapshot of the time of some of mm-hmm. these horror movies, and I think you know. There's no way a remake of this was ever gonna capture that. And I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like it's a good thing in that yeah, definitely a lot of this is very dated. But then I was watching this and I don't know. I had this weird sense of respect for making a movie like this back in like nineteen seventy seven. Even though yeah, it's it's one of those things. So mm-hmm. Um But yeah, Steve mentioned watched this in the 90s but uh taylor when was the first time you watched
2: this movie um i watched the original for the podcast to be honest i'm kind of surprised that i didn't see it beforehand considering i watched the 2006 one years and years and years ago and normally um if something is a remake um i like to see the original at some point but for this one i just slept on it um and honestly partway through the movie kind of slept in the movie too so not literally but i was I was a little bored, to be honest, so. I think it's just the thing of, like, some movies, there isn't necessarily a plot. It's just characters running from other characters, and that just kind of gets a little old to me. Um, if there aren't super, like, creative or gory ways that they're kind of dealing with that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Beast, we talked a little bit about how much we all love Beast, and I feel like Beast always brought me back in. Anytime Beast was doing something, I was like, fuck yeah, Beast, fuck them up. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Or, or the one scene where Bobby's, like, really sad and crying because he's explaining to everyone how Beauty has been dead for most of the afternoon or whatever. Like, all the dog-themed things in this movie I really loved. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just the, just the, these characters are running from these other characters, and I think because I wasn't feeling super actually threatened by the, the cannibals in this movie, I was just kind of like, meh, just take about just, like, I don't know, so, um... We'll see if this discussion um, changes any of my opinions because sometimes that can happen too. But yeah, for the most part, I was I was just kind of I'm I'm kind of mid on this movie.
0: Fair. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting movie to have a conversation about because again, it, it definitely is dated. Like there's no way going about it. Like, you watch this and compare it to the remake, and it's 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 dated for sure. Um. The first time I watched this, oh gosh, like I can't remember exactly when and I've been really like this whole week just trying to be like, when the fuck did I watch this? I I have seen it before. I think I must have been just like stoned one day and put it on and watched it because that would also explain why I don't remember watching it that much. But yeah, I had definitely seen it before. I maybe watched it after seeing the remakes. I definitely saw the remake a little bit later. Like, closer to, like, the uh, mid-2000s. I think probably around then was when I maybe went and watched it after having seen the the remake. um, But I do remember there was a time where uh, I went to a horror convention and they had Michael Berryman there. who plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they showed the movie and I had a chance to go watch it. uh, And I I didn't go watch it with him, which would have been... A whole lot of fun, but I wish I did. So, um, yeah. Uh, we have, uh, some emails here. Jim says, I love how protagonists know what the cannibals are. They literally don't lose a single person and wreck the bad guys. Even the dog racks up a few kills. Well, yep. yeah, I mean, like, these people live out in the fucking wilderness. Of course, they're gonna get, die very quickly. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they, they don't have health care or you know anything really of course they're gonna die quick death yeah they're not
2: necessarily the smartest people either so that helps
0: no they don't have a education at all like i do love how the movie was like yeah once they get found out they just get fucking destroyed because yeah they've got nothing they they're you know like at least jason you know he was a muscular dude he was pumping iron between movies but these guys were just like yeah they're it was like fighting a homeless person or something. You're like, yeah, you, you know, uh, I don't know. That was part of the movie that I've got to find the charm. But reality is, is that for as frightening as these people are, they don't have much in their corner to help them out in a full on fight. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Aaron says, you know, it's a Wes Craven movie when there's booby traps. Fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: I I, I, I love. There was an interview where Wes Craven addressed his love of booby traps and he was saying how he would read these books and he found them so fun that he would just put them into his movies and I'm like lols. But yeah, you watch like the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and this and quite a few of his other movies and there's always booby traps in his movies.
2: Yep. They are fun though. I bet they're fun to plan out when you're making a movie too. Like, oh, we get up this guy. Fall into this trap and this one I don't, I don't know it's just seems like a fun weird creative kind of like um i probably just like it so much because i'm used to designing traps for my D campaigns and those are always like so much fun
0: <laughs> i want to imagine and maybe i'm wrong but maybe just maybe he he does it and like the script's almost done, and he's looking at it, and he's doing and he's doing a rewrite, and he's like, man, I'm just miss- missing, like, one more poopy trap in this. Like, let's just pull <laughs> one more in. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and then Kyle asked, do you prefer the original or the 2006 version? I think you two for sure are 2006 all the way.
1: Yeah. 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 I, love I, the- I, I love Aya as well, though. Like, yeah. he hasn't really made a film that I completely disliked.
2: Hmm. I, yeah even
1: mirrors I, I even like mirrors
2: yeah i don't know if i've seen that one.
1: Oh my god there's one scene in particular i can't wait for you to see <laughs> oh yeah okay i I'll think her add- knows what i'm talking about
2: yeah that's on my list
1: oh amy smart
2: yeah um yeah i also just kind of grew up with that um era of horror movie like the 2006 like that's Crime teenage years for me mm-hmm. um when i was watching all the messed up stuff in terms of horror movies so that that one is just also kind of nostalgic to me so i i do have a bit of a bias because of that too
0: <laughs> yeah i kind of fall between both for me like i do like the 2006 remake quite a bit actually and i probably would even rate it higher than the original but again, Absolutely. there's just some charm to like a '70s horror movie that like mm-hmm. tries you might to remake it and redo it. There's no way you can. And I'm not trying to be mean to the remake because I do like it. But like it's like when somebody makes some food in a kitchen and like they were drunk or high and then they can't recollect how they made it and then someone else mm-hmm. tries to make it. You're like, what the fuck were you thinking when you make this? That's kind of how I treat these movies. Like there's no way that somebody could ever replicate this movie and make it as it is it's just like a very weird time capsule of a time in horror filmmaking where Mm -hmm. yeah things were things were gross and disgusting but yeah um but yeah definitely i mean the the remake's got a lot of value and definitely i think nowadays most people would probably watch it but I guess the gist of it is is at the very least, even just to like give yourself a baseline, you should watch both. Like, mm-hmm. even just to kind of see for yourself and determine for yourself like how they compare. That's why like I kind of hate choosing one or the other because I'm like ideally you would just get stoned and watch both. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe not feasible or maybe really the greatest use of the time, but yeah, watch both determine for yourself hate to give a an answer but yeah
2: watching horror is always a good use of your time let's be real here yeah um although i would definitely recommend watching them in chronological order in terms of when they were made because otherwise the original might be a little underwhelming
0: i think if you watch the original and then the remake yeah that'd be better if you watch the remake first i think it'd be really tough to sit through the full original but yeah Uh right. Uh we got some words here. Best line in this movie.
2: Anyway. Uh one, one character had a throwaway line that was something like Turkey Buzzard, Janitor of the Desert, and I liked mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was one I dug too. Um I, again, D Wallace has some really she's she's such a genre actress. I really like her. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah. Any also any of Michael Berryman's lines just his delivery of lines is just so so campy at all times. Yeah. And and especially when he thinks that he's dodged a bullet with uh with uh, a beast.
2: Hmm.
1: Like the moment before he gets his throat torn out. Yeah. Really funny.
0: I mean, I gotta give some love for. We're going to be French fries, human French fries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or what's her, um, Ethel losing her mind when, when uh, Bob's all burnt up and she just kind of snapped. She was like, that's not my Bob. She just keeps saying it over and over again.
2: Oh yeah. Like she
1: committed, she fully committed to that.
2: And like, that was extra creepy too, because she was kind of smiling while she was delivering those lines. And so yeah. it really made her seem like she was just losing it.
1: She just had a complete psychotic break.
2: Yeah, which in that scenario Absolutely. you might.
1: so. Well, and it's you know what? To be honest, it's not something that, that is, um, that is done enough in movies mm. where, especially in these situations, like in a horror situation, it feels like a lot of the times characters just kind of soldier on, mm-hmm.
2: you know, saddle
1: up, and they they that that. Sometimes it feels like what they have just gone through has been completely forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it brings a little bit more reality to an unreal situation.
2: Yeah. 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 Horror movie protagonists really have a a high amount of mental fortitude a lot of the time to just accept their situation and not need to process it at all.
1: They have a get over it attitude. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Cool. Best performance. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Beast yeah. yeah oh the baby
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go Beast and then I'm gonna go D. Wallace cause I love her and mm. uh, then Michael Berryman
0: yeah I would go with Michael Berryman I mean he he really does kind of shine in this movie um, I think he's also one of the few actors well A that's still alive and B like really champions this film I think it shows. Mm.
2: He he like he he's fun in this. Um, um, yeah. I I honestly still remember that scene too of uh. Bobby telling everyone else how the dog, Beauty, had been dead since the afternoon. Like that really stuck out to me, and I I wrote down Robert Houston because of that scene in particular. I thought it was really well done. Um, mm-hmm. but in in general, I think I got to go with the dog.
0: I mean, very good dog.
2: Very good dog. Very good boy.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um. Best kill. Um, It's a 70s movie, so don't expect much (laughs) from the kills department. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, like, I
2: don't
0: know. Um, there were some that were probably better than others, um.
2: Yeah, I- I thought just because of how ridiculous the rattlesnake was at the end, I wrote down that one, because I was like... That takes- I mean, I don't think it would ever be as easy as she made it look, just picking up that snake and getting it to bite him. Uh, but it was a little abstract, and I appreciated her thinking, and then the rage-stabbing after that, I- yeah, that probably felt really good.
0: Yeah. Um, I kinda went with Big Bob getting burned to death after he was crucified.
2: Yeah, that one was also one of the ones that's up there.
1: Yeah, I would say Bob. Um, but I did laugh my ass off when Beast killed that first cannibal by uh, <laughs> yeah just nabbing him off the the face of the rock. I thought that was so funny. Um, <laughs> it, I think you can telegraph it, but it still feels so random. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, that that would probably t- Bob's is just so grandiose it's the biggest kill even though it's an immediate it's still it's and especially that adr screaming is so funny
0: yeah <laughs> okay uh double decision
2: um i have a interesting one and it's okay so the, this family shows up to the desert and this random guy tells them, oh yeah, the military used this place to fly their big planes. Okay, no problem. They see a plane fly, pla- pa- fly past them. Then they start driving. And a, fl- a plane, again, flies over top of them. And suddenly they don't know what's going on. And they're driving all over the road. And they're like, oh, I don't know what was that. I can't see what it is. Blah, blah, blah. Like hello, you've already witnessed this happening somewhere else. That, to me, was like, that's the stupidest thing ever. Like, they are already aware of what's going on, and they're going to drive themselves off the road because they've instantly forgotten what goes on in this area. Um, That's my little rant about that dumb decision, because I just didn't understand that.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with that one, too. That's the one that I just can't get over. It's so... Just the knowledge of what area that they're going into.
2: Yeah, and then him just driving. Like, I did appreciate that scene a little bit because just the pure chaos that erupts out of nowhere. Like, the map gets in his face, and then everyone's freaking out inside the car. I kind of find that a little amusing. But yeah, yeah, I just didn't understand why they were suddenly so so startled about something that they had just been warned about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot in this movie that seemed like a dumb decision, but... <laughs> I don't know. I guess, like, cutting up beauty, like, that's what really probably threw Beast over the edge.
2: You mm. killed, killed
0: his gal. Now. Yeah. fucking die.
2: Oh, man, they really should have made this a dog revenge horror movie.
0: And they kind of did, didn't they? Like, they didn't spell it out, but... You kill <laughs> that's true. You killed the female dog, like... I wanted like a little inner monologue from the dog where he's like, "No,
2: nah, he <laughs> like, You just see a really like zoomed in uh, close up of his face, and it, the it he just looks dog mad. You know, like he's out for revenge now.
0: Yeah, like he's like, "No, we're 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 gonna fucking like, we're going. We're, we're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna really like. I don't know. I just had this very much in my mind. This idea that, yeah." The, the dog was on a revenge path. And we just didn't know. Like it was just a very like blink and you'll miss it moment, but
2: Yeah. yeah. I like that. I, I'm gonna have that as my uh, head headcanon for this movie from now on.
0: Yeah. It's secretly a dog revenge movie. And just we don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um I, I think uh maybe kind of a dumb decision, but also not a dumb decision too was uh the, the mom getting drunk for most of the movie and just being out of yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> seems like, I mean, kind of a dumb way to deal with it because you're just resigning yourself to your fate. But also, if you're resigning yourself to your fate, you may as well go out, like, drunk out of your mind.
0: Fair. And I mean, replace it with weed, and I would probably be in the same place, too. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't know if I could do that with weed. I'd be so anxious. It would make it probably way worse for me. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Well, I uh, think I think it's time to score this movie. The hills have eyes, but do I, don't know, I was trying to make another really dumb
1: joke, but <laughs>
0: but do, the hills have high scores. There you
1: go. Ah, not as high as the remake. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a six on this one. Okay, that's not, that not as sexy s- new Yeah. I'm not as scared. I, I, it gets a six because of its legend status,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because of the path that it forges. Because there's not really a film that exists like this, or, or that that's at the stature of this film that comes before it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's Craven kind of ex- kind of going forging bold new paths in horror. And you can't diminish that spark because of everything that came from it. Um, but yeah, it has pacing issues. It's uh, largely drags yeah. um, And uh, I, 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 another thing is um, well there's a lot of cutaways
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And cutaways can kind of diminish how I feel about about how bold you are. Um, but I have to give it props because it set up a damn good remake. Fair.
2: Yeah, um, six is what I was going to go for too. Um, and originally, before I thought other people would were going to agree with me, I was going to go with a seven because I was worried about people getting mad at me. But now I feel more <laughs> confident about giving this movie a six because, yeah, it just, it really did drag. There were parts of this movie that I like... I would get distracted by things. Like, I just wasn't in it the same way that I am with some movies. Um, And I think that's just because like, there wasn't a ton going on other than kind of like people running from other people. And then, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot really like keeping me in this movie, Um, which is, which sucks because of who made it and how classic it is. But um, yeah, I, I think six feels right.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's really no right or wrong score to be honest, but I get it. Like, I don't know. I I give this a seven. I didn't give it like a super high score. I do feel like literally the the like three points it's missing are really just because it's fucking old as shit. <laughs> it really shows its age. But like I don't know. I I have fun watching this for what it mm-hmm. is. Like is this a movie I'm gonna put on probably ever again? Probably not. I really just put it on a rewatch for the podcast and that was it. Like, I don't have a burning desire to go and rewatch this movie. Maybe Mm -hmm. some people do and I don't want to shit on that. But, like, yeah, there's there's just nothing in this that makes it a huge draw for me. That, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you watch it for historical sake and then you're probably going to forget about it and move on with your life. And, hey, nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, like, it's... This is not the movie that you're going to be, like... Oh man, I gotta show my friends the best horror movie yeah. ever. The Hills Have Eyes. Like, no, it's it is a nice deep cut, and I think it's good to kind of appreciate where horror comes from. And like, not not only did this spawn like the remake, but like, I could see how other movies were influenced this by this. Like, did this come out after Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh,
1: well, TCM came out. Um. Yeah, because Texas Chainsaw came came out in 74, 74, and then uh, Hills came out in 77, so yeah, this is three years after.
0: Okay, but even like TCM2, I'm sure. Um, uh Uh-huh. No, he didn't work on any of those remake films. I thought he might have, but... Yeah, like I don't know, it, it, it's it's a movie that I think is a deep cut, but also one that has some significance in the history of horror. But yeah, by no means would I say this is a movie that you have to like run out to see. But you know, same time too. Is it is it a fun time? Yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: But you know what? We got a a, a fun double feature. But I'll I, I'll tease it after we do plugs. Steve. All right. Where can people find you on the internet?
1: Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Stevel Dead. Um, I didn't plug it on the last episode, but uh, follow me on Letterboxd as well, yes. um, because that's the ultimate in uh, in in social medias. Even if we did get a little burned by a Jasmine Savoy Brown's line in uh, Scream Six, uh, that Letterbox line is fucking gold. So thank you, Radio Silence, for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I also say that I really enjoyed Scream 6 as well. Anyway, um, I you can find my website, stevestabbing.ca, and you can hear me every week on The Shift with Shane Hewitt. Uh, Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific time. That's on any Chorus Radio network. You'll find that one. I think there's 11 cities across Canada. And then I am also on After the Credits uh, with my co-hosts Marina, Bill, and... Uh, Melissa and uh, the the one we cover this month is uh, Cocaine Bear and next month will be Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves
0: which is a very fun movie
1: I can't wait to see it I'm excited I, at this point while we're recording I haven't seen it yet and you're the only one that's seen it of the three of us so yeah, uh, jealousy
0: I, I usually can tell when a movie is going to be like a crowd pleaser because mm-hmm. most times when you go to a press screen you know this they're very quiet people don't mm-hmm. don't talk or scream that much but like yeah dungeons and dragons people were fucking hooting and hollering it was a fun screen. i think that's going to translate well to the box office i think it's going to be a fun time in cinemas for people so um yeah anyways taylor where can people find you on the internet
2: um, I hang out every so often on Twitch and Instagram under the username Cian- or, uh, Techronomicon. I post on Letterboxd under the name Cianic, Um and my scores should be up to date now for all the movies we've watched um, and if I do anything else exciting on the internet I post about it on my blog which is blog. cool uh,
0: I'm over at uh, 3 and I also forgot to mention my letterbox, but a bunch of that efforts. It's just Steve reminded <laughs> me I didn't mention my letterbox in the last episode. Um yeah, 3 Uh by the time you're listening to this, you can hear my full review of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which will be up. Spoiler alert if you go to my letterbox, I gave it an eight out of ten. But maybe you want to hear my full thoughts. Go listen to the episode, please. Uh as well as Love is Blind season four. I think people sleep on how chaotic that entertainment is, but it is something else. Um, I've been watching the new season with my fiancé, and uh, we've been, like, in gasp at how wild it gets. So, if you're (laughs) looking for something to watch on Netflix, uh, you can also watch May Martin Sapp, which, funny enough, uh, I was at the screening of here in Vancouver, and now it's coming to Netflix, so... I don't know. Maybe you could spot me? Probably not, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, Cool. Well, I tease that we have a good double feature. Cause I, well, okay. You'll know why in a sec, but... Freddy versus Jason and Glass. Crossover movies. Mm. One of these I'm more excited to talk about than the other, but... Yes. If all goes as planned. I think we're going to have the Danimal on to talk Glass. Ooh...
1: Ooh.
0: I think he might be like the biggest supporter of that movie in this entire planet. Wow. Yeah. So I have to double check with him, but I'm pretty. Sure
1: <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure he'll be on because we all know if if you know Dan, you know Gla- he Absolutely. him and Glass was like thicker than thieves. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll be excited to rewatch it. I I I probably will still not like it, but
2: yeah i i feel like i want to go watch a full series just so that i can watch unbreakable again
0: that also is not a terrible idea uh but yeah friday vs. jason i mean stealth put in another uh friday the 13th movie under the guise that it's a crossover too so Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: we'll we'll talk about that uh, in, in a couple of weeks here cool well until next time everybody bye for now